0: What is up, guys? It is Stu and it's another episode of the What The Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Listen, if your business is underperforming, meaning you're not making the amount of money you want, it's probably not due to a lack of hard work. I honestly, honestly believe that. I believe that the majority of micro gym owners truly do work hard. They just don't work smart. They don't have a business background or a mindset that allows them to problem solve their own issues effectively. And when you don't have that educational background of business, and you open a business, you're constantly having to supplement with asking other people, listening to podcasts, webinars, consultants. That's why I created Micro Gym University. It's the only online business school for micro gym owners. It's not a system, it's not a 12 part course that you have to follow step by step in order for it to work. It's a collection of all the best business strategies, tactics and principles to upgrade your business IQ and turn you into a self-reliant owner. There's over 75 hours of courses that cover everything from client acquisition systems to branding to HR management and compensation plans. And listen, I've made it super easy. It's $50 a month, cancel any damn time you want. Go ahead and binge the whole damn thing in one month and never pay me another dime, I don't care. My effort with MGU is to ensure more owners are doing hard work done smart. Because to win at this game, hard work is no longer the variable of success. It has to be competent and strategic smart work if you want to get out of your micro gym what it's capable of producing. Grab the link in my Instagram bio and get enrolled. What is up guys, it is Stu and it is another episode of the What The Fuck Gym Talk podcast. So this podcast here is for going to be looking at two different scenarios: micro gyms that are making under thirty thousand dollars per year, and those of you making over thirty thousand. I'm sorry, per month, over thirty thousand dollars per month. All right. Um, if you're making thirty thousand dollars per year, you're uh, you're proper fucked. All right. So here's how it goes: most micro gyms are starting, you know, underfunded, which means they have to grow with the business. Everything grows with the business. Their acumen as an entrepreneur and an owner grows with the business. So if they only grow a little bit, they only grow as an entrepreneur a little bit. Their staff, right? If they grow really, fa- if they grow big and fast and they are doing well, their staff grows big and fast as well, and hopefully they're getting paid. So everything just grows with the business when you are generally a mom and pop, you know, startup uh, micro gym. Those of you guys that showed up intelligently with you, you were adequately funded and capitalized and you were able to afford things right off the bat, like good branding and hire a couple full-time people on day one and do a pre-sell. This, this won't apply to you as much, but there's some tidbits on the back half of this podcast that will be very interesting for you. So, if you are of that first variety they I talked about, you're kind of growing with the business, what we end up seeing is that gyms in that zero to like $20,000 a month range, the getting there is generally relatively easy and you can kind of slip, trip, and fall into it, right? You don't even have to be that proficient of an owner to get there. You own a brick and mortar fitness facility, you should be able to get up to $20,000 per month in recurring, monthly recurring revenue relatively soon. That's why we generally see most gyms easily survive three to five years. You know, Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit, was always, he always would have a line he would brag about. It. He'd say, "We pro- CrossFit probably has the highest success rate of any small business in the United States, considering most small businesses, you know, stats that are pro- provided by the SBA show how many small businesses go out of business in the first year, the first two years, whatever it may be. Well, for the, the gym industry, it's, again... Most of us are starting off in very bootstrapped, low cost scenarios where we can survive with 62 members for the first two years. And when I say survive, I mean we're literally just surviving. Not thriving, surviving. This isn't ideal. It's not what I want for you guys, but this is the reality of the situation. So that, you know, up to $20,000 is kind of a gimme. All right. If you're currently been doing this for, you know, a year or more and you're not making $20,000 a month, there is something significantly wrong, but I guarantee you it is the easiest fix, all right? If you're not making $20,000 per month and you've been doing this for 18, 24 months, you have one or two big things that are preventing you from doing it, but they're the easiest. It's like you have a clog and it's an obnoxiously large clog, but once you remove that clog, You will surpass that 20, you'll get to that twenty thousand dollar mark and even surpass it pretty easily. Generally, and again, this is so there's so many variables, so I don't even know if I want to make this next statement, but generally what I see is it's typically owner-based, where the owner has not prioritized the business, they're in a hobby mode, they are working out twice a day instead of doing certain I mean it's basic tasks. Like if I were to give a keynote and say, okay. These are the main things I see when I work with a gym that's making less than $20,000 and they've been in business for almost two years. And everyone's like, fuck, they're not doing this, that, and the other thing. They weren't doing that. No wonder they weren't fucking doing well. They're just like, duh things. So if you're one of those owners and you don't believe what I'm saying is accurate, like, no, I've got it all handled. I've got it all checked out. I still can't make $20,000 a month. Holler at your boy. Shoot me a message, Okay. If you were, you know, in that next realm, that like 20 to 30 kind of range, and, you know, maybe we can call it like 35, that's kind of this next tier where what that requires in most scenarios for you to get there is typically going to be two things. It has got to be smarter HR management, and it has to be client acquisition systems. That's where we get into, do you know how to make clients show up right through your marketing efforts. And when they show up, you know how to close them. So it's a funnel. It's a sales flow. It's all that fun shit. And I apologize. This might get a little, uh, might be some noise. here. I'm going through a car wash. Stu is going through a car wash. The ideal time to record a podcast. Probably not fuck face, but uh, I got shit to do today. And this is my opportunity to record a podcast. So, um, Again, the thing that's going to get you from the 20 to 30,000 or let's call it $35,000 a month is refinement in HR. And what I in generally what refinement in HR means at that moment in time is investing in it. Because you as a single owner, you're probably not going to get away with you doing all the fucking jobs and get it to $35,000 or just over that $30,000 a month mark. You're going to need to invest in good people. Hopefully, you've thought this through, you've invested in Someone who could be there full-time, you know, be your ride or die in the office with you over 40 hours a week, that kind of scenario. So it's the HR scenario of that. And then, again, it's, you know, having some quality marketing, making sure the basics are covered, everything from your GBL, your Google business listing to your social media, your website, and then having a CRM. This is aggressive, huh? (laughs) Having a CRM. Making sure that, you know, you guys are getting the leads in. It just the sales flow. And and while those are slightly more advanced than the person who's doing the twenty thousand and under, while those are more advanced, they're still easy fixes. Oh my god, this is obnoxious. Hold on. We're almost through it. We're almost through it. Alright, here we go. So um these are are more a slightly more complicated fixes, but they're not, in, I mean, they just take a longer time, but it's not crazy shit. You know, we're not doing complete overhauls, things of that nature. It's just literally installing workflow and systems that you don't otherwise currently have. The other thing that uh, we really see, it's the last thing on this list I'll say, that generally gets people over 35,000 a month, is control of expenses. If you want to break into the 40, the 50, the $60,000 Per month recurring revenue range. You have to be in line with your expenses. The problem is generally most people don't spend a lot of money in their gym to get to 20,000. And then when you ascend to like the $35,000 a month mark, the expenses are generally of that of like payroll. You're generally paying for extra SaaS products like a CRM. Uh, Maybe you've had someone, you know, come out and, and do a little bit better branding work with you or you're spending some money on ads or some kind of organic or paid marketing. But ultimately, to get beyond 35 and into that next tier, like beyond 30, um, the number one thing I look at it guys is you have to watch the expenses. I see too many people get to 30 or $35,000 a month and then when they make the jump to 40, the expense jump was almost equal, which is a fucking wash. You know, Previously, maybe they were doing $28,000 a month, but it only cost them is 14,000 to make 28. And now they're knocking on the door of $40,000 a month, but it's costing them 31,000 to make 40,000. So the margins get out of whack real fucking quick. And we see that, and what, the reason that happens is because when you make more money, most people have a habit of spending it. Like gym owners who, and again, this is why I prefer the profit first system, is because gym owners who divvy their money up into separate accounts never make, well, I can't say never, rarely make that mistake. It's almost like a a fail safe, right? Like it it literally keeps you in line from fucking around and making that mistake of spending too much money on shit when you appropriately allocate and create budgets. So if you guys want to get beyond the 30, right? You want to get into 40. You want to get into 50,000. You want to get into 60,000. The biggest thing at that point is once you've hit like 40, pretty much the the model works. I look at someone doing 40 and I'm like, okay, I can easily get you to 50 because what you're doing works. It's about pouring kerosene on it. And then it's also about looking and making sure that we can, we do this as inexpensively as possible. By the time you're doing 40,000 or so per month, you should have, you know, you've got your CRM at that point, you've got your quality staff at that point. Like, you're, you know, if you're doing 40,000 or so a month, you should have all the bits and pieces needed to then take it to 50 or 60. The key here is, at this point, is refinement. And this is where, you know, owners are now looking at things like, okay, I'm gonna have to change the way things get done. This might be disruptive or annoying to the membership or the staff. But it, you know, ultimately that's that's what you're going to need to do, because the your base model, like your base formula, works. But now we have to extrapolate it and make it a little bit more sophisticated to get you into these higher tier revenue numbers. And this is something that when you talk to someone about this and you're kind of looking at their journey, you know, we're not talking about oh you got to do a price raise, right? Like that was shit we handled, you know, back when you were making thirty thousand you know, doing a price raise, So that, that's not a problem for you anymore at, you know, 40 or 50,000. You know how to do it, when to do it. If you're smart and you've been watching my videos in MGU, you're installing it in your membership agreement, so it just happens annually. But regardless, like, it's not that elementary shit that you're worried about. It's, it's more along the lines now of, okay, how do I continue to incentivize employees? Where do I keep my payroll budget? You know, at a certain model in the group fitness model, you're kind of, you can cap out your HR, meaning you don't need to hire anyone new and you can keep pumping more people, more revenue in by either raising prices or or increasing the amount of members you have, right? Those are the two ways we make more money. You make more money per person via additional services maybe, via raising prices, via retail, whatever it may be, or you service more people. Those are the only two ways you're gonna make more money. But these are kind of like the biggest, you know, Like things that I see when taking people from that zero to like 20-ish range then going from like that 20 to 35-ish range and then like 30 35 and beyond it's much more of a magnifying glass that's needed and a lot of times and I'll be 100% honest with this I know this was my fault a lot of times the things that prevent you from getting into those higher tier monthly recurring revenue levels is the owner the owner gets in the way far too fucking often. And there's a certain stage where the owner is the leader of this thing in the early stages, when they were making 15 to $20,000 a month and they're doing everything. And that kind of battle tests them and it makes them prideful. And and again, they get set in doing it their ways. And then they hire some people and hopefully they delegate really well and they give other people responsibilities and they don't micromanage. And that goes ahead and that gives them the, the bandwidth to Go ahead and kind of back out a little bit, letting other people take the reins, in that like maybe you're doing thirty-thirty-five thousand dollars a month. But once you've kind of backed off a little bit, you're doing 40, 45, 50, 55, you're probably not working in the business as often, and that leaves you time to fuck with things. Now I talked about hey, it's it's good, you gotta gotta look at refining things, we have to like look with a magnifying glass, but that doesn't mean fucking with things for the purpose of fucking with things. And I see that far too often in owners that are, it's not that they're bored, I think they just like they have more free time to to listen to podcasts, read books, and they constantly want, you know, whatever new piece of information they've downloaded recently at a seminar or whatever, they wanna go and install. When really, if you got something that's gotten you to 40,000 or more or over 30, you probably have a good formula. It's just, you know, you have, a, you have a good sword. We just have to sharpen it. And and maybe at this point, now you're thinking like future planning, second locations, licensing, purchasing a building, whatever the next stage is gonna be for you. So anyway, these are just some thoughts. I was having a conversation with uh, a couple owners recently and it just like this whole tr- this whole word vomit thing came out in a Zoom call and I'm trying to recreate it. Um, guys, let me know, was this helpful? Were you able to relate to... Where you're at in you know in your business and the amount of money you're generating monthly, does this seem? Does this resonate with you? Or in my examples was I way off? I'd love to hear both versions. All right, guys. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.